Welcome to the Cornhusker Corner with Blake. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. And Brooks. Is mayonnaise an instrument? And you better bet your bottom dollar that these two brothers know how to handle business. Here's a hand up the thunder who gives it back to Mike Stutz. He's going to throw it. He's got to be all right, welcome to Corn Husker Corner, where there's no place like this podcast. This podcast, as always, we're your host Blake and my brother Brooks. Brooks. All right, so I think before we get into the the nitty gritty and you know the Husker stuff, um, I think we really have to uh, you know have a moment of respect for uh, the the pirate. Um, you know, Mike Leach, that dude, um, you know, for those who haven't heard yet, really, really terrible news. Um, he's no longer with us. He had a, um, it was a heart attack, right? Yeah. Had a ma- yeah. massive heart attack, um, supposedly heart con- condition that he had mm-hmm. been dealing with, uh, lately. None of, none of that's confirmed. I don't want to speculate too much, but yeah, he had a massive heart attack and, um, put him in yeah. critical condition and and so uh we were we had heard about it on Sunday. Yeah. Um and um the whole college football world felt like it all the the world just stopped spinning for a little bit for, yeah. for from everybody because we all saw the news and as college football fans are we're really good at uh digging up information from every little corner of the internet. Um so uh, we wanted to respect everybody, but I was—I found myself putting in Mike Leach on the Twitter search bar and refreshing quite a bit, just because, mm-hmm. man, I was as that news start, started to develop, it just dawned on me. I was just like, man, this is—I mean, he's—he was only sixty-one. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a heck yeah. of a career. Um, no, I, mean, he was I don't f- think—I don't think people understand what that like. Especially people that are, I think we're the youngest generation. Like me, I think you are the youngest age range to where would really appreciate what he did for college football and football in general. There are offensive concepts that he created as a coach, right? That now the NFL is employing on a weekly basis and they weren't doing the entire air raid system. Mike Leach is one of those people that helped bring the air raid to the mainstream and make it mm-hmm. successful. Mm-hmm. There are people that are still trying to employ the air raid and couldn't be successful. Mike Leach was one of those people <laughs> that he could take it anywhere and it would just be successful. He was just a great coach, not just for college football, but he was a, a guy that stood by his laurels, stood by his players. He was a great coach, great person. And yeah, the entire, he, yeah, he the changed the game. Football world is, uh, I watched right now. I watched Joel Klatt's video the uh, yesterday or two days ago about it. I, I almost sent it to you. I forgot to. Um, he summarized okay, it. I saw it be- better than it, almost anybody else I saw. He he um, he he basically explained how how the air raid was developed um, mm-hmm. and how really it was developed as a as a way to compensate, as a way to get your system so uh, watertight. That it didn't matter what type of athletes you were working with, uh, what other circumstances came up, you felt like you were going to win your battles one on one. And a lot of what it was was um, you would get up into a formation, and uh, every single player would have a read based on the defense, and you could have number of route combinations and possibilities uh, that that could spring off of each individual formation and play. And and I mean, one of the things that he said to Clat was. Was was Clat Clat goes? Hey, hey, coach! You've had had cra- uh, crazy running numbers this year for for a Leach team. Uh, is that something we're going to see going forward? And he and he and Mike Leach looks at Joel and he goes, Joel, you know me better than that. Uh, every single play I call is a pass play. If it ends up being a run play, it's because the quarterback checked into that. So he literally just said to Joel, "I don't I don't call run plays." <laughs> Sounds kind of like Mark Whipple, honestly. Um, yeah, but. Um, Mike Leach was a was was a mainstay. Look, uh, we we have a college football family, right? We've we've mm-hmm. pretty much grown up watching football, and he's 
a mainstay year in and year out uh, in the zeitgeist of college football conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, every sing- it seems like every single year there's a new quote, there's a new story, um, and he changed the game. He changed yeah. the game. There's not a whole lot of people that you can say that about, that they no. changed the game of football. I mean, he came in and, and – when he was really developing that air raid concept in, in in the mid to late 90s, football was completely different than mm-hmm. it is today. Um, and and uh, and like uh, referencing the Joel Klatt video again, Joel referenced three main college uh, uh, proponents of change there. And and um, number one being uh, uh, Chip Kelly's offense at Oregon uh, helped usher in that new age. Uh, number two was uh, was Vince Young the dual threat ability at Texas and, and it got everybody, Oh my God, if, if we have a quarterback that's an athlete, you know, and that changed the game. And then the, 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 the other big pinnacle or the other big, big, uh, uh, part of it was, was, uh, Mike Leach and his air raid yeah. offense in Texas tech. And we both remember, uh, I remember I was watching it on the big screen downstairs in our old house in Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. The, the, one of the greatest, I'll still say, uh, I probably wouldn't put it at number one, but it's up there. It's one of the greatest college football games of all time. 2008, Texas Tech, Texas, Texas at Texas Tech, uh, dark night in the middle of the West Texas desert. And uh, the, the, the great story about the Michael Crabtree, the famous Michael Crabtree play, um, is that there was a, is that Lincoln Riley was a staff, was a staffer on that, on that tech, tech team. Mm-hmm. And uh, early on in the year, um, uh, Mike Leach felt like uh, they weren't good enough at their go ball. And so he uh, gets him to practice one day and he says, well, today we're going to do nothing but run go balls. And so for the whole day on practice, go ball after go ball, every wide receiver streaking down the field, 40, 45 yards, go ball. And by the end of the day, they had to have run, you know, three or four miles of go balls. And some of the coaches were getting concerned and Mike Leach just looked at him and said, look, we're going to get into a situation where our back's against the wall and we're going to need to make a play and it's going to be a go ball that we're going to have to make a play with. I want us to be really good at it. And what was the the play with Michael Tr- Crabtree? Four verticals, go ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, he's he was just a genius. He was a mad genius. Um, brings a tear to my eye, truly, because uh, he impacted the sport a lot and uh, a great guy. Great mm-hmm. guy, and you can tell afterwards. You can really tell um, how much of an impact he had on everybody. I mean, he was never a coach of a team I really rooted for. No, you know what I mean. He was yeah. never a coach, but I always rooted for him. Yeah. Um, this was one of my favorite, one of my favorite sort of Mike Leachisms. He was at a press conference and he's explaining how to do a shuffle pass. It's one of my favorite ones. Let me just show it to y'all. All right. Okay, now the trouble is, is it's got to be your offhand. So you go like this. You go like this. Look, everybody, I'm passing the ball. And then the last second, and this is key, you're turning your thumb down. You just hold the football, turning your thumb. And all you have to do is this. Here, I'll show you. That's a great way. That's right. a great place to stop it. Yeah. Love so that guy. For, so as, as far as uh, you know, the, the people that only listen, uh, you know, he's slowly, <laughs> slowly putting his thumb. Oh you know, man, it, yeah, <laughs> he was one of a kind. I, yeah. um, I never got the opportunity to play college football because I was undersized. I wasn't good enough. But <laughs> if I had been good enough. You best believe I would have tried to play for the Pirate because he was a hell of a coach. So rest in peace, Mike Leach. Um, definitely, definitely, uh, yeah, prayers prayers go out to that whole community and his family. Yes. Yeah. All, All right, right. So we're going to move on uh, to some uh, some Husker news now, I think. Uh, you know, it's been a while since we've met. Um, you know, uh, most of our staff is filled out now. We have uh, that to talk about. Um, transfer portal news. Um, some guys in, some guys out, um, you know, some really, really interesting bowl games. Um, you know, so let's get to it. Yes, sir. So, yeah, so we have not met on this podcast for since after the Iowa game. Yeah. Since after the Iowa game, uh, since like a couple days after rules press conference. Yeah. So a couple of things have been, um, have been set in place since then and, 
you know also I'll, I'll put it this way um uh we got the feeling with Scott Frost almost every offseason it felt like besides the attrition of players leaving it always felt like such positivity like Oh, especially this last season. Like, look at all these head coaches that were getting in. Look at all these transfer portal players were getting in. And I, I gotta say, um, I, my wait and see approach is gonna have to just be remain solid until until next fall because um, I I have I am encouraged by some decisions that are made for sure. I am very encouraged. I'm very encouraged by certain players that are being targeted. Um, I'm a little hesitant and too borderline discouraged by other decisions that are made. So uh, let's get into it. The biggest news from this past week is is um, defensive coordinator was hired. Yeah. Um, so he hired a defensive coordinator. Um, it was sort of a, a bit of a – I mean, we're, we're, we're not you know professionals in the industry, so we don't know every coordinator and every position coach, right? So, so when the name came up, I was like, who's that? And then I looked him up, and I was like, Syracuse. And then I yeah. looked a little bit more into it, and I was like, okay, 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 okay. This this guy is from a coaching tree that is highly, highly respected um, in college coaching. Uh, uh, Rocky Long, um, the Rocky Long coaching tree at mm-hmm. at, at South Dakota, or uh, sorry, at San Diego State. Uh, and they're, they 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 uh, are famous. Rocky Long, in particular, he he has what you would call disciples out there at this point who who run things that they developed there, and they developed the defense uh, based on the three three five base um, that uh, is very very uh, multiple. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a little bit uh, well. I, I, I'm I'm intrigued. Let's just put it that way. I'm intrigued with the the whole three three five thing. I was. I was not encouraged at first, but uh, he was a first-time defensive coordinator last year, and he improved his, the, that defense by like 91 spots nationally in, in ranking. Um, they were like 120 when he came in, and they were borderline top 25 this past year. Um, so basically he did what Bush did. Bush didn't quite do that, but basically he did what Bush did with our team this year, but over the course of two years over there. So I'm encouraged with Tony White. Uh, here's the thing that, that was encouraging to, to me about it <clears throat> was um, you look at you look at the South Carolina fans when we hired Marcus Satterfield as our offensive coordinator. Yeah. You look at the South Carolina fans, and they were like, good riddance, you can have him, right? That's kind of mm-hmm. the sentiment I got from South Carolina fans. You look at Syracuse fans when we hired Tony White, and they, and they were all, oh, no, that's a big hire. Wow. Oh, no. You know, a lot of South or, or a lot of Syracuse fans even wanted Tony White to maybe become the next head coach there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very along the lines of what Matt Rule said when it comes to hiring young, hungry coaches. Yeah. No, I think it's funny that you brought up uh, the whole uh, Seattle Field thing because I, I did look at that as well. And I was like, really? And that looked at their offensive stat. Like, they didn't have nearly the year they wanted to. But look at who some some of the teams they beat. Come on, like your offense it was, was inconsistent. Not bad. It was inconsistent. Yeah, but look at who they had on quarterback, Mister uh-huh. Consistency. Mister Consistency. Okay. You're right about that. You're right about that. They had a tough start to the year, and they sort of started coming into their own at the end. And mm-hmm. so by the end, the numbers sort of averaged out, and numbers wise, they were sort of an average to below average offense by the end of the yeah. year. Um, yeah. When you take it all uh, on average, as far as Marcus Satterfield, but as far as uh, as far as Tony White, I mean, look, yeah. um, everything I've heard from people who are in the know about you know um, about coaches and 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 trees and 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 uh, and people's resumes and stuff like that are very impressed with the with the hire of Tony White. He's yeah. gonna get he's gonna be our million to million plus coordinator. He's gonna be one of them. Marcus Marcus Satterfield probably being the other one. Yeah. Um, and, you're, and uh, we'll yeah, see. You, no, yeah, you're right. And it's funny because uh, you know the the like official Husker page has been putting up stuff like those little captions whenever they hire a new coach. And uh, I saw I saw it without reading the name, and I was like, "Did we hire Dave Aranda?" 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, no, that's not Dave Aranda. He sort of uh, looks a little bit like Dave Aranda. Because I was, yeah, just, yeah, I was yeah. just scrolling on Instagram, and I was like, yeah. Dave Aranda, what? Yeah. Bald, <laughs> like, sort of Polynesian-looking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, can, I can see that. I can see no, that. No, but no, the more, the more digging I did, especially into what he did at Syracuse, again – I like consistency. I don't like splash hires and I don't like coaches that had one good season to be the savior. Right. We had that was, we had that with Scott Frost and multiple schools make that mistake almost every single year. They hire a splash hire, you know, they haven't been consistent, but they had a really great year. Anybody can do it one or even two years in a row. A good coach has it year after year after year. So time will tell right now. It looks like a good hire. Yep. You know, in, in a couple of years from now, we could be sitting here and going like, that was terrible. That was So terrible. the other day on the radio, Trev Alberts was on the radio and he sort of talked, had a really good quote, I thought, on uh, on this very topic. So let's give it, yeah, let's, let's check it, it out. Let's check her out. Like they understand how to build a competitive team. And uh, of course we want to have fast guys. Of course we'd love to throw 70-yard bombs at the end of the day. And these were the kinds of things that Coach Rule and I were talking about throughout the process. But, you know, just like I, I remember, you know, we went down to, to L.A. and we played UCLA and Tommy Frazier, who we talked about earlier, was a quarterback, you know. Certainly wasn't all his fault. But there's days where the offense has an off day. You know, there's just like in basketball. There's a day where the shots aren't going down. Well, what can you control? You can control your defense. You can control your rebounding. You can control your effort. That was a similar you know, deal for us. Um, you know, there's going to be days where you turn the ball over. I think that game against UCLA in 93, we had four turnovers. We just didn't play that well. Um, but, but you can always play great defense. You can always be physical at the line of scrimmage. And so football has changed, and you got to be more multiple. You know, a lot has been made about a 3-3-5 defense. Look, I mean, part of that defense is it's adaptable, and, and, and you can have four or five guys in the line if you need to. And it's hard to... You know, you can disguise who are these players. That was the hardest thing when I would do broadcasting in Rocky Long's defenses is, I, you know, you create your board and you're trying to call a game, right? Well, the hardest part about the 3-3-5 defense is you never knew who was actually in what role. And that's the benefit of that defense as you go to the offense. Quarterbacks come to the line of scrimmage and your identity, offensive line is identifying who is the Mike linebacker. Well, if it's interchangeable and adaptable, it gives you a chance to create some chaos and havoc. So... What I'm most con, you know, convinced of and uh, comforted by, now we'll have to see how it goes, but what I think Coach Rule believes in is building from the inside out, controlling the line of scrimmage and being physical, and then integrating those other types of things like speed and those kinds of things. I mean, we're going to be multiple. He's going to be multiple. We're, gonna, you know, we're, we're not going to run an offense from the 50s, but at the same time, the core fundamentals and principles of good football – um, must be there, and we need to start there. Appreciate the phone call, Nebraska. Yeah, so I, I I understand what he's saying about the three three five defense, and you know I I understand, you know, I think a little bit more than the average football fan about just the quarterback position and nature and just offense. But look at the Big Ten, and this is what just makes me scared about it. The Big Ten isn't a scheme conference. It's a line your guys up, smash each other. The biggest guys, the strongest guys, and the people with the most will, those are the ones that are going to win. And that's the Big Ten football. So that's what makes me a little... Uh, yeah. Like, there's, there's scheme in that. There definitely is scheme in that. But, you know... my One, one thing that I saw pointed out about the three three five in general was in the 2021 season... Mm-hmm. When we had JoJo as our as our nickel, yeah. um, and and we had a lot of success actually out of out of that base out of that three yeah. three five base yeah. with JoJo as that roving nickel, and that's pretty much the exact package that Tony <clears throat> White uses. He um, he's called uh, 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 the nickel something different everywhere. I mean. Uh, at, at New Mexico, it was the Lobo. I mean, he's called it different. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder what he's going to call this one. But, but yeah, they're, they're, it's been successful in the Big Ten. Um, and like like Trev said, the 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 idea that like that like we run a four three and like that's our base and like we're just going to run everything out of that or or we run a three four or, or anything. It's sort of antiquated 
with the way that offenses play these days, you have to be multiple. You have to be running all all fronts. Yeah. Um, See, so. the, the the thing is, I, I and I understand that, and I think one of the reasons Nebraska did that is because they didn't have the guys in every single position that could be that beat your guy, and we're going to be fine. You if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So right now they're trying to build a team, not just for next year. They're trying to build a team that will carry over from year after year after year. And I just kind of look at that mindset as, yeah, it works. But if are, are we just looking to like be successful in a, like a year or two years? Or are we trying to just build us like this is our scheme Do we know this works? If, even if we don't have the guys to do it, guess what? They're going to get experience if they're young and they're going to be great in two years. Is yep. that what we're trying to do? So that's kind of my mindset, you know? Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not reading into any one move because here's the reality. Like let's say Matt rule goes and 12 next year, just theoretically. Um, he's not getting fired. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, we're not going to go a new direction. Um, he's got pretty much two years to get to bowl, eligibility without being on the hot seat i'd say um he's got to get to a bowl in the next one or two years and if he wants to avoid being like in year two he'd have to get bowl eligibility if he wants to not be on the hot seat. absolutely so that, yeah. that's what i'm saying I so like so. that is the that is the baseline standard me personally I, I I'm not on the hot seat with him as much if he does or I'm he's on the hot seat in my mind if 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 we don't get to a bowl next year because like we need to win man it's time and <clears throat> there's coaches out there that I believe Nebraska could have gotten that would have positioned them in um in this 2022 world of NIL and an image and and um, marketing and all that. There's coaches out there that I believe could win instantly here, and I actually think that's a good segue into another big yeah. piece of news that happened yeah. um, while while we were while we were off is that Deion Sanders got hired at at Colorado, um, which which the Huskers play in. Um, I think it's week. Game. I think it's week one, and we play week zero. I think it's that same type. We of do thing. play week zero. Yeah, I think it's our but second I think game. It's a- it's our second game, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, we don't, we it's don't, our second game. Yeah, so basically we have what Northwestern had this year and instead of just playing three weeks in a row. Right. So we have, we have the week zero game, rest, and then Colorado. Well, so. uh, he, he has been very eventful since he got <laughs> hired there. And, to say and the as least. We, as, <laughs> to say the least, he's – he is, uh, look, this offseason is going to be the offseason of prime. Everybody's going to be talking about it until he's uh, coaching a team on the football field and we see a product on the field. He's, yeah. he's going to be in the limelight. And um, very first day he got hired, he, he spoke to his team. And I'll go ahead and play a, uh, I'll go ahead and play a, a clip from that because it just needs to be, it needs to be seen. Yeah, um, needs to be seen. Well, seen slash heard. Or heard, slash heard. If you're listening, shout out if you're listening. You're gonna be able to hear it. There's nothing. Uh, let me see what uh, Prime. Hang on, I have the exact. Here it is. Yeah. Coming to restore, to replace, to re-energize some of y'all that are salvageable. I'm not gonna lie. Everybody that's sitting in the seat ain't gonna have a seat when we get back. But I'm coming. Uh, I started, and we gonna go dominate, and we gonna work. I'm coming to work and not to play. I'm coming to kill it and not to kick it. I'm coming. So you got to understand. So when I get back, there ain't going to be no hats and no meetings. There ain't going to be no hoodies on and no meetings. There ain't going to be no phones. I wish you would bring a phone in my meeting. There ain't going to be no earrings in the meeting. Everybody's going to look like everybody. I'm coming. It's going to be a different place, a different feel, a different attitude, a different energy, a different work ethic, a different want, a different hunger, a different desire, a different need a different capacity. It's going to be a different reach. I'm coming. See, by now you got to feel it. You can feel what I'm saying. You can feel where I'm coming from. And you know I ain't playing because I got the credentials to back it up. I'm coming. And you don't hear me because it's going to be little silent little footsteps that you don't even have to strain. But you're going to know I'm coming. Just the sake of my voice, the commitment to excellence, that there's not going to be any more mediocrity Period. I'm coming. Some of y'all that really got it, that really want it, and really deserve it, and you got to play beside a fool that don't want it, don't deserve it, that don't even love it, 
I promise you, it's my job to get rid of it. I love everything about this, this institution. I mean, the academics prevalent, no crime, beautiful city, beautiful state. We've never had nothing of sort to work out in, to trade in. Our kids would go absolute crazy to be in the situation that you're in. But you don't respect it. Okay. You don't want it. Okay. Some of y'all don't even think you deserve it. Okay. And usually when God sends me to a place, he sent me to a place to be a conduit of change. Okay. Uniforms may not even look like they look now. Okay. The cleats, I guarantee you, it's going to be some special. Okay. We got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's really funny. Oh okay, so God. in a, in a PC world that we're we're supposed to live in, like now, like college football coaches especially have toned down that kind of rhetoric. You know what yes. I mean? Um, Coach Prime doesn't care about that. Now I no, respect, he does not. I respect what he's saying. Like, yeah. Like I took over, I know what it means to be successful. Guess what? Some of you don't have it, and the guys that don't want to work for it, go away. Because I, because mm-hmm. I'm coming, and yep. you're not going to be here anymore. Yep. Um, and, and if you and are still here, I'm going to make sure that you're not. So it's sort of an interesting case. Going to be an interesting case study going into that second game yeah. because you look at Matt Rule and you look at Coach Prime, and they're taking almost the complete opposite approaches. Uh, with the way they're choosing to go about this rebuild. I mean, what was, uh, by all, I mean, there's no video of it, but but by all accounts, what was Matt Rule's message to his team when he went in? Matt Rule's message was, um, you didn't ask for me to coach you, but I want to be here to coach you. I came here to coach you. And which, think about that. That's like the opposite of prime. <laughs> it is. But also, look at the two different teams that they inherited. Matt Rule inherited, just inherited, a much much better situation than than Coach Prime did. Um, yes, just in terms of talent. So hundred percent. He went into that room. Anybody that watched Husker football, all right, you could tell every single team this year that we played, Sands, maybe Michigan, and probably uh, probably Minnesota. We were probably more athletically talented than them. But we didn't win. Why is that? That's coaching. So you mm-hmm. could see that. You could see it on the field, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what Rule saw. That's mm-hmm. what Rule knew, and he knew that was those were tangibles. And he went, okay, I'm not going to keep all of these players, but I I need to keep as many of them as I can because I think I can really win. I could even win with this team that they have right now. Mm-hmm. Prime, you can look at Colorado. I saw them play once, and they were very miserable. Oh yeah, I saw <laughs> them play were, too early in the year. Oh, and they were they only had uh, they only had one quarterback in that quarterback room that I would keep. Uh, if if you watch football, number five on Colorado, he never played. He was like their backup quarterback. They kept just putting him in in weird situations. But the dude has a freaking cannon. I don't know why he wasn't on the field more. It was it was weird. Anyway, um, the other thing about Prime to Colorado is guess what happened this week? Uh, so. Uh, Malachi Coleman, who was uh, the top commit in Nebraska's 2023 recruiting class, uh, committed to the old staff. And and specifically, it it seemed like he was even more committed with Mickey Joseph. Uh, Now, that news has been beaten to to death and and, uh, the whole Mickey thing. We all know about about that. We're not not even going to cover it. It's not our place. Um, But um, he decommitted to Nebraska. Uh, went on an official visit to Nebraska to meet the new staff, met the new staff. The word was that he was going to be taking an official visit to Michigan. And then two days ago, he made the announcement on his Twitter that he was going to be foregoing his visit to Michigan to go visit Coach Prime in Colorado. So that's where he's going to be this weekend. Um, if Coach Prime, that, l- let me give you an idea. Uh, Colorado is sitting around 60 in their recruiting class right now. If Malachi commits to Colorado, they'll move up 10 to 15 spots on that alone. So that's what kind of player that Malachi is. That's how highly he's rated. Um, so crossing our fingers, but man, prime going to Colorado just makes me a little bit more nervous for next year. And just the, 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 um, a little bit more nervous for Nebraska's place in the, 
in the uh, in college football. I know, know, especially since I I think we both talked about this too. New coach. I think Matt Rule is a decent coach. Whether he can get it on the 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 train on the the, the rails right away, yeah, has yet to be seen, and we're gonna wait and see. But guess what? We play Minnesota first game of the season. First game. And first game is a is a is a conference game. I hate it. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I I like having those few buffer games before you have those really games that matter. Because guess what? Everybody gets better throughout the season. Well, or you should. Well, coach teams do. Um, but yeah, you so hate have, it unless so we, you're Northwestern. If you're Northwestern, you look back yeah. at this year and you say, you say we were first in the Big Ten for like three weeks. <laughs> okay, yeah, true. But like that—that's not the goal, right? Right. But so then, yeah. you have, then you have Minnesota, and then you have a Coach Prime coached Colorado team. Who knows how good they're going to be? How well he can do it? Even if like with the success he had at Jackson State, even if that does transfer, you know, to a bigger school. Coach Prime is bigger than life. Like you watch that, you watch that video that we just showed, and 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 it just so is so apparent. The first thing that comes to mind when I look at that video, it, ironically, I'm an MMA fan, but it's Conor McGregor. Like the rise of Conor McGregor, how just I, magnanimous I he was, yeah. how magnanimous yeah. he was, how uh, you know, Conor McGregor is not a football coach, but Coach Prime has that sort of personality that like you have to watch him, like you can't look away from what's going on, and yeah. and. I got to give props to Colorado. We'll see how it works out. But, man, they took the chance that seemingly nobody else above their level was willing to take. Um, and I think it's going to work out. We'll see if it does or, or, or if it doesn't. But, unfortunately, I can't root for them because, like we talked about, we're playing them in week two. But, we, I mean, we all love Prime. Prime's one of the greatest, uh, one of the greatest football players of all time. Straight up, football players. One of the greatest football yeah. players of all time. And, um, and his – rise in coaching has been just fascinating um and uh, i've already talked about it but i even have a little story of playing against his team when i was in high school so that's kind of cool for me to look back at it and be like damn now he's a he could be going on the path of of being quite a legendary coach as well so um it's going to be fun to watch regardless yeah yeah could Um, be uh, so, and, uh, and he's bringing his baggage with him, which is, uh, and, and it's Louie, and it's yeah. Louie. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is such a good line, man. He just yeah. has a line for everything, you know. Um, anyway, uh, so a lot of Nebraska news with the transfer portal. Let's let's uh, talk on the negative first. So we have mm-hmm. some players out. Uh, I'll just go through the list, and then we can revisit some of the more, more important names. So the coldest Crawford transferred. Brent Banks transferred. Ernest Hausman transferred, landed at Michigan today. Brendan Frankie transferred. Uh, Jaden Gold transferred, landed at Syracuse the other day. Alex Kahn, who I didn't even know who he was, but he was a lineman. No offense, Alex Kahn, but he transferred. Uh, Marquise Black, Jalen Weaver, D-lineman. Uh, Jamari Butler entered the transfer portal and then transferred back to Nebraska. That's the way I call it. <laughs> so we got a transfer. Um, and then Yant. Jacquez Yant transferred, and then offensive lineman Kevin Williams Jr. transferred. He's going to mm-hmm. have to go for an injury waiver anyway, so yeah. it's sort of a bit of a moot point, He's but he's trying to find find playing time somewhere. Uh, the one I want to touch on most of all is Ernest Hausman. Um, yeah. Ernest Hausman transferred. I was holding out hope over the, the, the course of these last you know two weeks or so since he made the announcement that he would come back, but... Dude had a really strong connection with Coach Rude. Um, he also has like two brothers on the team, two or three brothers on the team. There's a couple of Housemans on the team, and they're all brothers or cousins or something. They're they're related. Um, so I thought that might help, but I, I he, the the talk was that he was going to be transferring to Iowa, which admittedly would have been worse <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because we both know how good of a player he is. He's going to do he's going to do well for Michigan. Uh, Michigan just got themselves a really really good player. Um, but man, what a blow, what a blow. I mean, we, we have the potential of Luke Reimer and, and Heinrich to come back. Those dudes are still on the team. Um, so maybe, maybe, maybe he looked at that and, and didn't see as much playing time for him and, or maybe he just wanted to go to a winning program. I mean, at the end of the day, um, So so yeah, that's Houseman. And then Jaden Gold is it didn't really didn't really touch the 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 mainstream news cycle as much, but I think that's a pretty big loss too. I mean, looking at his film and just looking at the athleticism athleticism that that kid brought to the table, it's just sort of interesting. We hired Syracuse's defensive coordinator, 
Um, and then a day later, one, one of our more promising young defenders transfers to Syracuse. Yeah. So it's almost like a trade. <laughs> yeah. No, the, I did find that interesting uh, that he went to Syracuse, but we got the defensive coordinator. So it was like. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, <What>? Yeah. <laughs> he gets there and he's like, oh, all right, where's Coach White? And they're like, oh, he got hired at Nebraska. He's like, what? <laughs> 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 no. So we lost a couple. The The biggest impacts on this list that I have, that I see, are Hausman, Jaden Gold. Um, yeah, that's pretty much Brent Banks. That's a decent Banks. one. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, O-line depth is, is very valuable. Um, yeah. So, yeah, those are the players that are, on their, that are on their way out or who have already found destinations. So we have a couple players who are, quote, in – as the social media Nebraska people like to say. And uh, so we got a five-star out of Florida. Hell yeah, baby. Five-star out of Florida. Marco Ortiz, the best long snapper in the nation. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Marco Ortiz. I would have loved to have been a long snapper in college as well. Uh, but he's a good long snapper. He's He, he uh, supposedly... Uh, uh, Decided that he wanted to become a long snapper just because he wanted to play major college football. And then by the time he got to that level, he was like, I'm bigger than I thought I would be. <laughs> and so, so suppose, supposedly he's a pretty good long snapper. But we got a long snapper. Um, yeah. uh, we In uh, ju- uh, junior college defensive end, Kai Wallen, he's a three-star. Um, and then in three-star edge out of Nebraska, Jamari Butler. So we're making moves. <laughs> so some interesting perspective players. That have uh, that have either visited Nebraska this past weekend or or are set to visit Nebraska this next weekend. Um, uh, cornerback Corey Collier, Collier Jr., a four-star out of uh, uh, University of Florida, as well as Chief Borders, a four-star linebacker out of the University of Florida. Chief Borders, the four-star linebacker of the University of Florida, is six-five-two forty. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I found I had to write that down as soon as I found that out. Six five two forty four star out of University of Florida. Marshawn Lloyd, five star running back from South Carolina. Uh, ben Scott, three star offensive lineman from Arizona State. He was a Rayola connection and visited this past week. Um, that's feeling like a good connection as well. Uh, this week we also have uh, four star QB Malik Hornsby visiting. He was he's from Arkansas. He's taken a visit this weekend. He has a connection uh, with Rule since Baylor. He's a 6'2 quarterback from Missouri City, which is in the Houston area. He's the number eight dual threat quarterback in the class of 2020. He's I watched his film. He's very fast, um, smooth runner, sort of like Trey Palmer, honestly. Um, but he was he was the fastest player on the team, supposedly, in Arkansas. So mm. his passing is okay. That's the thing about him. He's a he's a developmental passer. Um, and then us on the, uh, the other quarterback on the quarterback front is Jeff Sims from Georgia Tech. He was their starting quarterback last year. He visited this past weekend. He's a really good athlete as well, but he's a 50% career passer um, with a touchdown to interception ratio that hovers around 50% as well. Um, so, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the most – the most. Uh, so I, I got through all those quickly because who knows. But the most interesting one to me – and hopefully it's it's feeling like a reach at this point because of how many teams are interested in this guy, but the number one uh, offensive tackle in the porter porter in the portal, <laughs> <laughs> the number one offensive tackle in the portal, uh, a Johnny Cornelius, he visited last weekend. He's big, he's athletic. Um, Rhode Island is where he comes from. Um, that's seems to be a trend in college football where a lot of these developmental linemen will come out of a very small school like um uh that that guard that uh Michigan picked up last year um things like that um mm-hmm. anyway uh so there's the the more more intriguing thing to about about that list that I just went through is the o linemen uh, there's there's decently rated o linemen Ben Scott and uh, Johnny Cornelius where if we land those dudes that's those are let me put it in perspective to you. That's like double the impact of what the two transfer portal alignment we got last year would have been. Mm-hmm. So Hunter, Hunter Anthony and, and Kevin Williams, no disrespect to those guys, but they weren't impact transfer portal additions. They just added depth for you really. Um, but this is Johnny Cornelius guy. He he's, 
his stats are insane. He he's only ever given up one sack in at the college level. Um, and uh, uh, he would be a starter from day one. So that would be a huge addition. But as he's hit the portal and as his offers have gone out, he now has Ohio State on the line. He's got the big boys on the line. Yeah. So we'll we'll see we'll see where that goes. Um, yeah. So transfer portal's heating up, man, and it's gonna get interesting. It's gonna get interesting. Um, not so much movement. Um, not so much movement as far as right now. I mean, there's movement. Nothing nothing definitive though. Nothing crazy definitive. So we'll see. Nothing, nothing to really drink the Kool Aid on yet. I would say, unless unless a long snapper does it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it might for some people. I mean, a good long snapper is hard to find. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, but no, yeah. The, the, yeah. So so movement like both ways. Uh, I think we're still in the negative in terms of losing and. And winning, but guess we've what? lost sixteen season. players. Yep. Yeah. The 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 transfer season is young. There still are a lot of teams yet to play bowl games. Um, there's still a lot of teams yet to complete their season. So, uh, and then and there's a know, lot of players on our roster that we don't know what they're going to do yet. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So so there's a lot of big names on this Nebraska roster who we're waiting for news on. Essentially, Garrett Nelson being one of them. The scuttlebutt on him is. Um, he's not going to go to the NFL. He's not ready for that yet. Um, and I think he even knows that, but, uh, the scuttlebutt on him was he's thinking about transferring to a school out West. Now I haven't heard any specifics on that or anything like that. Uh, but look for a announcement on Garrett Nelson, either way, whether he's going to stay or whether he's going to enter the transfer portal. And Casey Thompson is the other big one, obviously. Um, still haven't heard news on him. He's the type of guy that he'll probably wait until Christmas is over. To give that announcement, at the very least. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and and you know what? Uh, we were talking about Mike Leach earlier. I mean, Mike Leach. Mike Leach had a quarterback uh, under him that that he brought into his office one day, and he said, "You know, son, you you just don't have the physical tools to get this done, but you're one of the best football minds that I've ever met. Um, would would you want a, a an assistant position?" And and the the guy the the quarterback went out of the office all mad, and then he came back the next day and accepted the job because he knew Mike Mike Leach was right. And who was that? That was Lincoln Riley. And and so it's like I, I'm not saying that Casey doesn't have the tools and that he can't potentially be a practice squad quarterback on some NFL team somewhere. Yeah, but like he's got a really good football mind. Um, and I, so what and you're I re- saying is Matt Rule needs to hire him as the quarterback. Coach. No, 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 no. But what I am <laughs> we don't saying have one of those yet. No, but what I'm saying is both you and I know Casey Thompson's a very smart guy. He's very cerebral. He's yes. very articulate, um, and he's very even keel. Uh, a, a very even keel guy. He's not going to get too emotional either way. Uh, all of those qualities that I just described are qualities of a good coach. Um, so, so, uh, I, I, am not trying to demean Casey Thompson. This is a compliment. Um, but yeah, I think, I think he'd be a hell of a coach. I really do. Um, that's, that's the path he should take in my opinion. He, he should play one more year, play one more year, please. And then maybe pursue, pursue the the coaching profession. So that's transfer portal. Uh, real quick. I just want to go over some recruiting stuff because that's different. We know how, how it is these days. You got your transfer portal and you got your recruiting. I, you I'm can not going to get all the research for uh, this podcast, by yes. the way. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, got all these yeah. damn names. There's a yeah. lot. So we got two commits. Uh, his first commit was uh, Bryce Turner, who is an undersized wide receiver who didn't really get any looks out of high school, but he runs a 10 to 100 meter, um, which is insane. He was already be- getting recruited by a lot of schools, including Nebraska, for track. Um, and, and, uh, coach rule basically saw, Oh, he plays football. Uh, I like speed. Let's get this guy a shot. Cause, and, and that's kind of what he's shown throughout his career is he likes to pick up guys with a lot of speed and develop them into, into, um, you know, high, high caliber players. He has a history of that. Um, mm-hmm. so uh, he got re-ranked as a three-star after we offered him and he committed. Um, so that was his first commit. And then his second commit was, a sincere Safiola. That's what his name is. Yeah. Uh, cornerback, a three-star cornerback out of IMG Academy. Um, yeah. Out of so, a, a junior college, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, well, IMG is a prep school, prep, basically. Prep school. It's like a sports okay. prep school. I thought we got it like 
Never mind. Go ahead. Keep green. Yeah, it's it's like a football factory, high school. No, football no, I know factory. what IMG is. Yeah, I know what IMG is. Go. Yeah. Yeah. So that was his first commitment. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty encouraging. Nikhil Bertrand, four-star offensive lineman from Philly. Coach Rule seems to be fit, hitting the Philly area generally pretty hard. Makes sense. Um, He's a four-star offensive lineman. He would be a flip because he's currently committed to Texas A&M. So that's something to look out for as well. Um, so an- another thing is that this uh, this this tra- this new this year, uh, the transfer portal essentially closes December twenty third. If you want to get into classes for the spring semester, so um, you could transfer after. You're just not. You're just gonna have to enroll later. It's just. So just look for a lot more movement going on before December 23rd. Um, and uh, That's the deadline yes, to enter or confirm that you're moving? I believe that's the deadline. I mean, I heard this is the, the exact words from Sean Callahan. Uh, December 23rd is the deadline if you want to get into classes for the spring semester. So I'm assuming that means you need to be enrolled Commit. at the school. Yeah, yeah that, and committed, and they need to start too. enrolling you at the school. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, oh, couple couple of things real quick uh, as we sort of sign off here. Um, we'll talk. <laughs> lots of coaching changes just generally. Prime to Colorado, of course. Like we already talked mm-hmm. about, but supposedly it supposedly the Prime to Colorado news halted Pac-12 TV deal talks. <laughs> so, <laughs> they were like, wait. <laughs> Wait, we can leverage more money with Prime. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Jeff Brom got hired at Louisville, so yeah, Purdue crazy. lost their coach. Crazy. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, I can't believe that happened actually, because uh, Brom was back at his alma mater, right? He, mm-hmm. he, he went to Purdue, uh, and he was doing well. They just were coming off a really good season. Um, I just don't understand it, man. I don't understand it. It's a hell of a uh, hire for Louisville. Oh no, it's it's a banger hire. I think that he's gonna do well there. He's a great coach. Big Ten is a different animal, uh, especially with the t- term like kind of football he coaches, and he was still successful. That shows you how good of a coach he is. You know what right, I mean? Right. Um, like he never won. He never won like a Big Ten championship or anything. But that's very hard to do with Ohio State, Michigan in the same comp or in Penn State, really. If you're yep. trying to beat them. Um, over the past decade, so but Brahm's a great coach. I mean, he's a bit yeah. of a uh, of an offensive genius, mad mind in his own right. And 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 you know, we talked about that in the preview and the recap of the Purdue game this year. But he's yeah. a hell of a coach. They they figured out how to survive in the Big Ten West with I don't want to say Scott Frost system, but a lot of similar philosophies. I, yeah. I I'll, I'll say um, so. Uh, so he's a, he's a hell of a coach, and and I think he's probably an even better program fit at Louisville than he is at, 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 uh, at Purdue uh, just because mm-hmm. of their position in college football. So Brom went to Louisville. So who did Purdue hire? Purdue hires Ryan Walters, defensive coordinator at Illinois. So the, the, new, the, the, the sentiment I heard from a lot of people about this hire is Fickle to Wisconsin. <laughs> no, fick- sorry, sorry. I had a I had a bubble in my throat. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> what happens. It's what happens. I'm drinking the Mexican cola while we're while we're going. Uh, uh, so fickle to Wisconsin, rule to Nebraska. You know, you look at last year, Lincoln Riley to USC. All these crazy hires of teams that are eventually going to be in the Big Ten, and then Purdue hires Ryan Walters, defensive <laughs> coordinator, and. Ryan Walters is is uh, is a good coach. I mean, he should have been a Broyles Award winner this year if he wasn't already. I'm not sure if he. Well, I know he was nominated, um, but generally, Purdue's history is they've always hired coaches like Brom, coaches that are sort of wacky, offensive-minded uh, uh, coaches, and and that's kind of the opposite of what they chose to do in this hire. So we'll see how that works out. Um, but needless to say. Uh, I won't be mad if we got one more cupcake W on our schedule, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Ryan Walters to Purdue, uh, 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 Hugh Freeze to Auburn. Your alma mater is yeah. old coach. Yeah. He went to he went he, he went to the, he goes to Auburn. It's funny because last year they tried to shore up his uh, his contract and they gave him a big extension. And Liberty has a good amount of money. Oh, they do, yeah. But they don't. And have it's SEC a beautiful money. school too. Like, it's a beautiful campus. They're in yeah. the mountains and stuff. It's nice. And, and right now they're not a part of a conference. They're still independent. 
So they're still trying to find their way into a conference. So that's really the big bugaboo right now. Yeah, um, they, they have money, but they don't really have enough money to exist as an independent school like Notre Dame. I mean, like Notre Dame is just so historical. They can do it, man. They because they they have the they have the relationships with schools like USC and Michigan and those schools to play them every year. You know. Yeah, but also your the college football's changing, and there aren't going to be any more independent schools. So yeah, probably true. You're probably right about that. It, so, it really isn't. So 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 Auburn Auburn gets their coach, mm-hmm. and then Coastal's coach Jamie Chadwell <laughs> gets hired by Liberty. Which okay. <laughs> Not a lot of people know this, but I, because I went to Liberty and I was there before both Liberty and Coastal made the jump into real D1. So they were mm-hmm. the division down. They were in um, FCS, right? So they were in FCS and we played each other every year, right? So that that was the rivalry. Big rivalry. Right? Yep. Yeah, big rivalry. It was, uh, you know, every time it was like beat Coastal. It was all all year. We We could be losers all year. Just beat Coastal. So that was the thing. So I think it was really funny that we just hired their coach because in terms of like we just mentioned money, we have so much more money <laughs> than Coastal. Uh, it's not even funny. Uh, and he's a good coach. He's yeah, coach. you like that hire? Do you like the hire, Jamie Chadwell? I do. Yeah. I think he's a great coach. You think yeah. it's a good program fit? Yeah. He runs that spread option, right? Mm-hmm. You think he's going to yep. run it there? Uh, yeah, I mean, if probably that's what he's assuming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay, so Coastal's coach Jamie Chadwell gets hired at Liberty, and then our old friend Tim Beck, our old <laughs> friend Tim Beck, is now hired at Coastal, and he's now Coastal's head coach. Um, so uh, we, uh, of course, being Nebraska fans, we have a history with with, uh, with Tim Beck in that million dollar smile. Um, if you know, you know, and uh, <laughs> and he was our uh, offensive coordinator the last. Three years? Yeah, yes. the last three years of, of Bo at, yeah. at Nebraska. And he wasn't bad. Um, he, no. wasn't, he wasn't great, didn't have the best tools to work with, but he wasn't bad. And, um, and then he went to Ohio State and yeah. was working with, with them. And he's had a good history, and now here he is a head coach. So, so congratulations to Tim Beck. Um, yeah, good, good for him. And then the very last thing I want to talk about, that Adrian's playing Alabama or <laughs> well we could talk about that we could talk about that but how about we talk about real quick that there are two Big Ten teams in the college football playoff that's new before the since last time two Big Ten teams in the college football playoff which is something that especially towards the end of the year both you and I sort of said that that is starting to look like more of a possibility and so we got uh we got Michigan versus TCU Mm-hmm. And we got uh, Ohio State versus uh, Georgia. Um, yeah. So, and I think the biggest part of that is it, like I, I, I'm I'm okay with with the the final four. Um, if anything, I I mean TCU is going to get steamrolled. I think I, they're just a different type of team. It's a different type of conference. I don't think they're a bad team, but they don't run into defenses like uh, like they're about to see. You know? Yeah. Um, and uh, but anyway, yeah. I, I'm I'm really proud of the committee, at least for not putting like they did last year with like putting Alabama versus Cincinnati and like that whole thing. Right. I'm glad that they gave the opportunity for the game to possibly be the game. Yeah, yeah, I'm proud of the committee. I'm not. Uh, let me tell you what I'm not proud of. I'm not proud of Fox. <laughs> I'm not proud of Fox at all because Fox hosted the Big Ten championship game and halftime of the Big Ten championship game. What do they do? They have Nick Saban on, uh, who who uh, coached Alabama, legend. We honestly like Nick Saban a lot, mm-hmm. um, and he's just doing what he needs to do. He's basically politicking for his team, but that's what he was doing. They, they brought him on to politic for in front of the country for his team. Oh, we're we're ten and two, but who would be favored? That was, that was one of the arguments yeah. he made. Who would be favored if we played some of these playoff teams today? Who would be favored? Well, coach. Like Vegas isn't the committee. Like, <laughs> like, like, what are we? Th- you're Alabama. Like, you're gonna get the benefit of Vegas. Like, in almost every game. Like, doesn't really matter who you play. Um, but matter of fact, I bet they'd be. I bet the the line between Alabama and Georgia would be closer than the line between Ohio State and Georgia. I bet. Yeah. I'm willing to bet. Um, but anyway, I just thought that was hilarious seeing Nick nah, Saban and, barter and then, at halftime. Them and five when there are one loss teams behind them. I just look at it from optics, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. 
It doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. It doesn't. That's not how. That's not how you're supposed to rank. You're not. Spe- mm-hmm. Well, but they're Alabama, so that's where they should be. Yeah, yeah. That, that's you know? not how it works. It's not how it works. And then on the flip side of that, on the flip side of that, like, okay, K State. This is why I'm glad that the like playoff is expanding because conference champions should have the ability to try to win a national championship. Absolutely. Right? Um, so Kansas State beat beat TCU. So, right. but TCU is in the now in the like playoff that and could make, make a run <laughs> yeah. and, could, and could make a run. Um, yeah. It just doesn't make much sense. Um, so I'm glad it's expanding because as it sits now, like as, as the standings sit now, when it expands, they would have a chance. Um, yes. And but, and that is the other thing that is new before since the last time they are expanding. It's official. They're yeah, going to 12 official. team in 2024, which would be great because like we just talked about, a team like Kansas State that is very, very good but is has been streaky throughout the year, but they play mm-hmm. hard. They're good in the mm-hmm. trenches. Yeah, guess what defense they, they utilize a lot of the time? <laughs> the 3-3-5. Three, three, yeah. And, and, and uh, Adrian's going to be healthy. Um, it, uh, I don't know how the how the playoffs going to work. I think that with the twelve team, the the first round is going to be like when around when bowl games start, um, and then the second round will be when it, when playoffs are now. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I'm excited for the twelve team. I'm excited for these playoff games this year. Um, uh, and you know what? One oh, real quick, we do have to touch on the fact that Donovan Rayola, <laughs> yeah. the fact that Donovan Rayola. Rayola retained the the fact that Donovan Rayola was retained as the offensive line coach. <coughs> excuse me for Nebraska this year. What are your immediate thoughts with that? My immediate thoughts are um, you can't go into a place one year and change everything. Um, it takes a couple years with coaching in general to get the guys you want in there to coach them up how you want them to be coached up and if you actually look at our offensive line play this year it was better it really was it was better than it has been it than it had been under frost like entire tenor it really Mm -hmm. had been um yes they had breakdowns um yes we had issues here and there remember we were already down a starter before the season even started right like Newilly got caught with uh, PEDs before the season even started, and he was going to be a starter, hands mm-hmm. down. He was going to be. So you're already starting with uh, like one finger behind your back, basically. And you know, I think it's fine. Um, I think if he keeps the progression going, I don't think anybody's gonna think twice about it, really. Yeah, my 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 uh, my first reaction was. Are you freaking kidding me? Out of all of the coaches <laughs> that we wanted to be retained, I think we all would have agreed like about a month ago, Rayola probably was last. Maybe Whipple, yeah. but probably well, Rayola. One of them's being prosecuted and yes. old. Yes. So, uh, yeah. yeah, like Rayola. that was that, yeah, that was the thing about Bush. He, that was the only thing that he didn't fill uh, fulfill Matt Rule's criteria was that he he's he's older than the coaches that Matt Rule normally likes to hire, um, yeah. but uh, supposedly he barely even got a conversation. And I'm just like, man, at least give him a conversation. Bill Bush is one of a kind. Um, anyway, so yeah, Rayola, I I, I agree. I, I think we got better throughout the course of the year. Um, but my concern with him is, um. I hope he he I hope he can recruit. I hope he can uh, go into someone's living room and 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 uh, you know recruit a, an entire family is basically what you have to do. And and you know because my concern about it is because last year I mean he didn't really do that. I mean we got two transfer portal additions and they, neither of them were by the making of Rayola. One of them was actually a Mickey Joseph guy and Kevin Williams, and the other one uh, 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 what was Hunter Anthony. He was mm-hmm. he was a uh, not not a Rayola get. Um, so it is a little bit concerning to me on that front as far as recruiting. Uh, we'll see how it works. Uh, so far, actually, Rayola is coming through with a couple of connections. That Ben Scott guy that I was talking about from Arizona State, he came in for his official last week, and uh, Rayola brought in Dominic. He, Donovan and Dominic. Dom, Dominic came in, and, and uh, they recruited him together, which is interesting. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Interesting. Um but yeah, so Rayola retained. Uh, it is what it is. Um, 
It is what it is. We'll see. A play has to come on the field. We all agree on that at this point. It doesn't. None of this matters. All this offseason stuff, none of it matters. Um, as far as keeping up appearances, I do think that Matt Rule, as far as social media, is finding the perfect middle ground to operate from, whereas someone like Lane Kiffin, they're a little bit social media obsessed, right? And maybe it's a bit of a liability at some points, even for your football <laughs> program. And then someone like Scott Frost, where it's like, you look on his Twitter and it still says head coach of Nebraska Cornhusker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a man that does not touch his Twitter at all. Yeah. If it still says head coach of Nebraska Cornhusker. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, so he was a recluse and, and Lane Kiffin is a bit of a, a maniac on Twitter. So I feel like Matt Rule's finding that sort of Goldilocks zone where he's, he has a presence. He's telling you pretty much where he is every single day. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so I, I like Matt Rule so far. Uh, I, I I wouldn't say I'm drinking the Kool Aid fully, 100. percent But I, I like what I see. I'm encouraged. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I think that's gonna be it for us today. For don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. Um, again, we're only gonna be probably doing maybe one of these a month. We're gonna do a year end review. Uh, here in about a week or so. Yep. Uh, that'll be a fun episode. Uh, that'll be fun. Um, so BYOB. Yeah, BYOB. <laughs> um, uh, and then, uh, yeah, so follow us on at Twitter, uh, at chusker underscore corner, and on Instagram, cornhusker corner. Uh, but that's it. Um, once, yeah, a month, a, once a month yep. after this month. Uh, so... And give us a like, in, give us a subscribe, comment, yeah. do all the stuff. We like interacting with you. Um, so yeah, yeah, here's to a great year. There's no place like this podcast. Podcast. <laughs>